so young. She looked so clean. Of course she looked clean. That's how you get infected. But it's the clean kids that worry us. That's our problem today. Honest, so she didn't look like she could possibly have anything. Yes, I know. Well, I'll turn you over to Lieutenant Halsey. He'll put you under treatment. But Captain, I've got a furlough coming up tomorrow. I've waited six months for this. The furlough's out. But you don't know what this means to me, sir. I know what it means to you. I know very well what it means to you. But you should have thought of that earlier. What about those new drugs you hear about? Aren't they supposed to work fast? Not that fast. In most cases, they're effective. But it takes a while to determine whether you're really cured or not. Besides, you may have picked up syphilis. Syphilis? Syphilis. If you've been exposed to one, you may have been exposed to the other. Oh, but I thought... I mean, I heard that syphilis is only a bad case of gonorrhea. Not by a long shot. It's an entirely different disease. The symptoms are different, the consequences are different, and the treatment is different. When will I know if I've got it? In a few weeks. A few weeks? We'll do the best we can. You see, sir, I wanted to see my family. I may not see them again. We'll do the best we can. One, two, three. I don't. I, I don't even know. Your clap sounded like it came from the other room in your house to me. <laughs> so that, I see, no I thought it was on. Jeez. <sighs> All right. Hello, folks out there <laughs> in America. I feel like we're doing one of those like things from like Red Dawn. You know that movie from the eighties? Yeah. Where like they were listening to like <laughs> like some weird underground pirate radio, you know, broadcast. Like Radio Free America or some <laughs> shit like that that they were <laughs> listening to. It's where they then. put out like uh, in I Am Legend, the guy uh, when Will Smith just kept like putting out his own radio signal, being like, "Hey, if you're here, I am here too." That's what we're doing. Yeah, let's don't talk about I Am Legend though, because of that <laughs> what happened with the dog and that. Oh, um, traumatic. Very traumatic. I liked that movie until then, and I was like, I I can't even focus on it anymore. Uh, for my love of the German Shepherd. It hurt me, but at the same time, I was like, it's a really good movie. Like, for its yeah. time, it holds up really well. Yeah, well, I won't be revisiting it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is Connie. I'm um, I'm in my own personal bunker here in Kentucky, and Beck is in her encampment <laughs> in Mississippi. How are you doing down there, Beck? Uh, isolated. <laughs> alone. Getting really annoyed with that. You know the neighbor I was telling you about that doesn't stop doing yard work? Yeah. Impending doom doesn't stop him. It's still, still every day. Keeping it fresh and tight. In he the got apocalypse? a pressure washer now. And he no. pressure washes the fence like every day. That's whack. I, I can't. I can't. That's that's the biggest issue with our our being trapped in the house. Is our neighbor won't stop. Well, do you see, like, is he practicing social distancing while he's out there? Or, like, people around him? Or is it just him? It's just him and then the neighbor on the other side. They're always outside together. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, there were some people having a domestic squabble on the road in front of our house today. Parked in their parked in their Hummer in front of our driveway. So we were like, can you hmm. just take that on home, please, maybe? <laughs> Go away. Because if you, something happens, God forbid, something happens, then more people are going to come to our house. Yep. Yep. <laughs> we don't want any emergency services vehicles out here for any reason whatsoever. Oh. So this is, I'm probably on 
I guess we should back up and say, although everyone in, in America should know what's going on, <laughs> is we're basically on, you know, voluntary for most places, home lockdown, mm-hmm. uh, practicing social distancing so that we don't spread this corona virus and everyone get COVID-19 all over the place because it's so contagious. Mm-hmm. Here in Kentucky, we're doing, or our governor is doing amazing at this. Like, no one ever wants to live in Kentucky, and now, like, all kinds of people want to live in Kentucky because our dude, Andy Bashir, is just shutting shit down. He's just like, we're going to get ahead of this curve. It was a good while before we had any cases reported at all. You know, he's shutting down businesses early, cut the crowds down to, like, 10 or less that you could gather, and now it's, you know, people stay home, all Mm -hmm. this stuff. Well, our neighboring state, Tennessee, seems to be the fastest state for cases (laughs) <laughs> that there is. It's like when they, they show those little graphs of, you know, uh, you see it on CNN where the, you know, China had this spike and then they went down and like Italy's is still going up. Yep. Tennessee is up there with Italy. It's like cool. straight up. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, can we just lock the borders of our state down, please? <laughs> I mean, we're all being really smart here for the most part right now. So can we just like seal it up? Uh, I don't know. How's it going down there in Mississippi? We... Hattiesburg was among the first, really, it seemed, to kind of get the memo of, hey, we need to shut things down. So Mm -hmm. school pretty quickly, like, towards the beginning of spring break, which was would have been this past Monday, they were like, all right, we need to shut down the campus. We moved it to a two-week, like, spring break. Everything's fine. But then, like, and, and again, it was the 50 people gathering. At that point, it was 50 people. And then a couple days later, they were like, nah, 10. We are like, okay, cool. The coast, which is an hour and a half away from me, did not even shut down the casinos until three days ago. They said, and that was the thing, there was a hospital board that talked about it here in Hattiesburg. They were like, hey, maybe don't, like, go to your banks, go to church. Like, don't don't go do this stuff. But it's okay to go gamble. Uh, yeah, their response to it, the casino's response was, we've got Germex at each machine now. <laughs> they don't understand. That doesn't that doesn't matter. But, uh, okay, so your casinos down there are saying, hey, come on in. Everything's cool. We're wiping shit down with some handy wipes and you'll be fine. Up until about three or four days ago when they finally were like, at 8 o'clock tonight, we're closing down. We're going to get rid of the reservations that we have coming up. Until, like, the end of the month. Then we'll open back up. Which is fair. Like, it's it's fair. Just to pull it, like, the preliminary time between when they're closing down and when they plan to open up again. But also, they waited way too long to actually close anything down. Yeah, um, I feel like people who started out and then were like, well, we're going to postpone this till April, like in March, we're like till April. It's like, mm, I think anybody can pretty t- much tell we're not going to be through this in April, which brings me around to something that, you know, for this podcast, is there gay stuff in it? Well, there <laughs> is gay stuff in the coronavirus catastrophe that's happening because a lot of conventions and things that some of us were planning on going to and some not, but one of them was in Las Vegas. That's the Clexicon, which you and I are both veterans of going mm-hmm. to. Uh, it was supposed to be, I guess, second week of maybe... First or second week of April, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And they put out, uh, I knew it was going to happen. It had to. There was just too much. You can't put that many people in a place. Even Las Vegas finally came to their you know, senses and just shut down the whole strip, which has got to be crazy. But they postponed Clexicon until, they think they said possibly August was a date 
or something for it. And then now they've come around with everything ascending and said, we're going to either you can keep your money in your ticket. And when we do again, apply it to 2020, or if it doesn't happen, it could apply to 2021, or you can get that money towards another Clexicon event. So I'm not sure if they're offering mm-hmm. actual refunds or not. Do you know? They are not. They are not able to at the moment. That is the response I have seen widely. As far as you were talking about Las Vegas, it's crazy. Um, we were supposed to move there in like a month and a half. I we know. have not been able to find a place to move. We don't know. All the jobs that were, you know, opening up are gone. All of the yeah. industry that we were moving to be a part of blown up. So this is a huge thing. Yeah, entertainment industry is is out of control with uh, the cancellations and things because you know that's that's the majority of my work that I do is with traveling, touring musicians. Mm-hmm. So immediately when this came up, it was like you know we had shows booked in March and April and May for two of particularly my artists. We knew that that was not going to happen, so we got proactive on that and the management you know moved things to the fall and we're hoping that it'll still work out for the fall but really no one knows i mean live nation which controls so much of the live music events took like a two billion dollar hit in the Mm -hmm. first day of the cancellations of things so i don't really think that we're gonna know what the new landscape of entertainment is gonna be for a very long time and i think it's gonna be you know i'm not a scientist I'm also not the president of the United States, although he likes to talk like he is one right now and doesn't, he's scaring all those other scientists behind him to death every time he opens his mouth in these daily pressers. I get up in the morning, have my coffee and put that on it. The thing is usually going on and I'm, I just, you know, it just fills me with such dread and, and anxiety that I really did on, I think it was Thursday, I had a complete meltdown anxiety attack and I had not had one in a really long time and I realized it was social media and, you know, staying on CNN most of the time, just seeing what was going on. And when they threw that ticker up this week that stays on the side, the I'm looking at it right now, the coronavirus pandemic, and they've got the global total cases and deaths and the U.S. total cases and deaths. And when you can see those numbers going up, like it's the stock market ticker actually mm-hmm. kind of over there. Like I started watching it uh, mainly yesterday at uh, about lunchtime. And we were in the U.S. 197. And then by afternoon, we were at like 208. And I was like, okay, well, that's kind of expected, you know. Then I see today we're at 285. Mm. Yeah. Next day. It's like, whoa. That's something I can't get myself to look at. Like, I've stayed away from that. But I have also, like, the other day, me and Tiffany were just sitting here. And she said, I realize that I need to be out of the house more than I'm able to be right now. And the problem that we're having at the moment with, like, the mental state is there's all of this, like, stress and not knowing. But there's absolutely nothing you can do except for sit at home and continue doing what you would regularly do at home. But that just feels pointless. So your whole body is just, like, built up in this little anxiety ball and you're just sitting there and nothing seems appealing to do. Nothing makes you want to move or do anything. Like, you don't really want to watch a show because you can't fully pay attention to it. And it's it's just an issue of, I think we all need to take a little bit of a step back from the social media. We all need to take a little bit of a step back from, like, constantly watching what's going on because all it's doing is filling us with more dread. 
I can't get myself to even look at the new stuff on a daily basis. It's too much. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I decided when I had that little attack, I said, it's, I could feel it welling up the more that I like walked away from it and then came back. And I was like, this is what's triggering it. So I took myself a pill. I texted <laughs> Stacy, who was still at work because her work had not gone remote yet, but they have now. So she'll be here from here on out too. Then, mm-hmm. you know, and I work at home daily. Most listeners know that this, my routine hasn't changed, mm-hmm. but oddly, just the fact that knowing that I can't just, if I need to go into town for something. Because other people won't practice the things that we need to practice. Like, we could all go do stuff if everybody was, say, six feet apart. You know, we could all go get the basics that we need and feel like, okay, I'm not putting myself at risk here if everybody would do it. But I don't think that they will. So anyway, I, I, I think that I, t- I just took that pill. I texted Stacey and I said, look, I'm having a huge anxiety attack, verging on panic attack. I'm taking a pill. I'm going to lie down and watch something on TV because <laughs> she usually calls me every day when she's coming home from work. I said, no need to call because I may be asleep because these pills knock me the F out, which I love. Good. Yeah. And then, you know, I just went and put it on something like familiar, the, the TV that I wouldn't have to really think about, but that was entertaining. And at 30 minutes, I was fine, you know, and the pill even hadn't had time to kick in then. So it was really just getting away from what I was just inundating myself with. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, you know, the 24-hour news cycle is great in some aspects when there's a real tragedy that you could actually, like, see and do something about and you could know there's going to be an end to. But we don't know what the end is here. Nobody knows what the end game is. I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And like you said about not even be able to, like, just do anything. Like, how many of us have said, when I get caught up on things, I'm going to binge this show or I'm going to watch uh-huh. that movie. And I've just been like, it's like spinning around in my head, like, okay, what, where am I at in this show? And what can I, and I just don't even want to like deal with that. That is the biggest issue that we're that a lot of people are having is we all have that free time now. We have that yeah. free time. We have the time that we need to just take it easy and like relax and all this. But there's all there's so much going on outside of the position that we are in that it's too much for us to handle anything else. We're at capacity. Like we're not going to be able to focus on anything else. Yeah, because the majority of people in this country are you know, work paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and have rent or have a house payment, a mortgage, car payment, student loans, not to mention just the money that you need daily. And so when it's like the government is saying, and, and rightfully so and wisely are saying, you know, non-essential businesses need to close. Well, that means things like my friends who uh, are cosmetologists, people who you know work in a restaurant where they rely on their tips for the most of their money and things like that locally are just fucked you know mm-hmm. I am an independent contractor self-employed business person and the the clients from that business have all shut down for me mm-hmm. for probably four to five to six months so luckily I have a little bit of a nest egg that you know I'm a Virgo so I'm always <laughs> worried I'm always worried and I got a little bit of obsessive compulsive dread at all times so <laughs> I'm always socking something away so we're good here for a little while, but if it turned into a really long-term thing, um, you know, it would be a change in our, well, everything's going to be a change anyway, but it would be a change mm-hmm. in our lifestyle for sure. You know, like it's, everybody's like, well, you're home all the time anyway, so things should be fine for you. And yeah, I don't have the the issues that other people do who are used to going out and socializing. That's not for me. It never has been. I won't miss going and hanging out with people or whatever. Matter of fact, I have a rule that even if I'm going to go out, if someone's home is not comfortable, I won't go there anyway. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you've been to those people's oh, yeah. houses where there's not a comfortable chair in the house. And I'm like, <laughs> 
what do you people do just around here yourselves? I mean, are you just sitting in this uncomfortable, sturdy, upright furniture all the time? Like, what yeah. is the deal? They're judging everyone else. That's what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So lots of things haven't changed. You would think it would be like really easy, but it's not. So that was the point of us doing this, you know, jumping back in and doing this podcast episode today. Our governor here in Kentucky does a f- uh, five o'clock update every day where he comes on. And he just like tells everybody what's going on, updates everybody on the cases. Like he's telling us every day how many cases there are, how many new ones there are, if anyone has passed away, like what their situation was, you know, if they had underlying conditions or, you know, all this different stuff that really like soothes you. And you, we, we've all started to look forward to it every day here at five o'clock. He, he tells us about what being done about unemployment for people and, you know, gives the updates on movement and where you can go and where you can't and all this kind of stuff. And it's just become a daily thing that I kind of look forward to. And, and I, when I watch it on Facebook live, I see all my friends clicking in there too. Like so-and-so is watching, so-and-so is watching. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we're having like a little bit of interaction with that. So I thought, you know, I thought about today when, when that was coming up and I was like, I'm going to message back and see if she just wants to leave her equipment set up and, and we'll just, when we feel like it pop in and do 15 to 30 minutes maybe and just tell everybody what we're doing around the house how we're dealing with it we had initially talked about doing a full episode just about best queer things to binge watch during Mm -hmm. this time that we're home but that almost even feels overwhelming because there's so much and it could change daily and and a lot of people really are diving into it and they may watch four or five recommendations to somebody in a couple of days and then and there's nothing there so I thought we would just talk about what we're doing around the house talk about what we plan to watch that we've watched or what we have fallen into or anything it doesn't have to be queer stuff just wanted to have something that maybe people could look forward to every day or every other day you know whenever we feel like we can get on and talk I know you have been playing a lot of games yes I have I've seen you on social (laughs) media with your headset on and looking very intent at what you're doing I have been playing a lot of games I've been going back and playing older games uh, I went and played some of Fallout New Vegas, which came before the Fallout that I love. I'm not super into New Vegas, but it is set around Las Vegas. So it's really cool getting to see like the apocalyptic setting of it. But currently, I am playing a new game called Outer Worlds. It is an Obsidian game, which is the original company that helped build the Bethesda Fallout franchise. Um, it's about space travel and like saving people that were stuck in basically frozen mode like they were frozen and sent into space and they were supposed to be woken up in 10 years it's been 40 Hmm. and so i'm trying to save all those people but it's a game that has a lot of options based on your dialogue of what type of person you're going to be which is something i think is really cool it's not just Mm -hmm. your basic shooter and there are, like, a couple queer storylines that I've already found in just the very beginning of it, which is cool. Okay, so what was the name of this one again? Outer Worlds. Video games are a thing that I never, ever got super into because <laughs> I'm just not good at them. But Stacy and I thought the other day, because we watched a live stream that a friend did on Twitch for, like, a music event thing. Mm-hmm. And we were like, Stacey goes, I think we could get on here and I think we could be, like, the the old lesbians at home that can't game. Like... <laughs> stream us like being horrible at gaming that's fair because i have a thing where i can't do anything in a video game except crouch if you okay if you want to find a channel that's kind of like that that does that rose and rosie i've mentioned them before the youtube couple yeah they have a channel called let's play games 
Okay. Rosie cannot play games. The only thing she she can play Fortnite now. She figured that out, but she is not good at video games at all. And it's all about Rose trying to teach Rosie how to function in a video game. It's a very good channel. Yeah, well, this one would be no one teaching anyone how to function because <laughs> neither of us can play any of those games. But I did have a real-life video game like moment the other day. Uh, the day that they were going to shut all the non-essential businesses down at 5 o'clock, we did have some things we didn't have at the house. And I said, well, before this gets wacky, I'm going to run to the store, get in, get out. I had my box of Clorox wipes with me, <laughs> you know, my bandana on because st- I don't have a mask, and, and just like went to the store. And as I was driving around... I noticed that like I could turn out left out of every place and not even have to look. There were no cars, mm-hmm. which was great. The roads are just deserted. It's just quiet. Every it was raining a little bit, so everything was like dark. So it looked like in those video games, <laughs> like uh, like the what are the ones with like all the cocaine and strippers and bad stuff that happened? Grand Theft those. Auto. Yeah, yeah. It was like <laughs> I was thinking it was like Bowling Green Grand Theft Auto going on, and I was like I could literally be speeding around here at any speed I wanted and if I saw a pack of hookers just take them out it it would just be okay that's like what I'm living in right now oh god that's that that went a totally different way than I thought it was gonna go I was thinking you were gonna be like it was like this apocalyptic wasteland that like you could go and you could like loot all the items you needed and get saved up you're like nah if I saw some hookers I'd hit them yeah exactly It would be a great time to do, um, Stacy liked that Pokemon Go thing when that first came out. Uh-huh. And like when we were driving around, she would always like have her phone and be like catching these Pokemon things or whatever. And I liked it because I would be driving and I would put on like really good music and just drive and pretend that I was like in a video game or, or a movie or something and driving because she'd be like, oh, go over here. You know, there's some, there's one yep. over here and there's this down this road. And I was just whipping around with like, you know, really good classic old music playing and she's over there doing her nerd shit and it was fine. That reminded me of that. That was a great time to be alive. Like the little Pokemon Go revolution that happened. Yeah. I also, I was not big in the actual Pokemon side of it, but I liked going with my friends to go try to catch all the Pokemon around the campus. We would do circles around the USM campus and like just to get all the stops over and over and over again. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And I just kind of came and went. Although I did see that someone broke their quarantine to go out Pokemon going the other day on the news. Of course they did. Because that's the <laughs> world we live in. And I've seen a few people, and I don't know if these are real or not, but that um, tried to get out and go and do things in those big inflatable T-Rex costumes. I have not seen that. But also, that sounds safe-ish. Yeah, I mean, you're sealed up in there. I don't know. If it's, it's your own habitat. And it also makes great video of you, like, speeding down the street in your T-Rex <laughs> trying to get away from whoever's keeping you in the house. So, oh. well, I, well, I don't do games, but I did have a bit of a gaming experience. But um, we, last night, just, you know, I was just flipping through things and there wasn't really anything. And I didn't want it. We were like, let's don't start a new show. We've got ones that we haven't already finished. I said, let's watch Frozen 2. And she was like, all right. Because we have the Disney Plus subscription. We've got the nice, crazy... 65 inch OLED TV and I was like all the Disney stuff looks great on here let's just watch this I'm glad that they dropped that early too I think it was supposed to come out like further on down the calendar it was supposed to be in two months yeah so that was kind of cool I mean I like that that a lot of entertainment companies and stuff are saying you know of course they're capitalizing on it because people who are just going to try that trial subscription right now while they're home with the kids since kids aren't in Mm -hmm. school 
they're going to forget to turn that thing off for at least two to three cycles after this is over. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you're going to get that extra oh, yeah. dough from them. But, you know, Frozen 2 is something that had been like a big topic amongst people on gay Twitter and all around because of Elsa. I mean, we all know Elsa is a lesbian, don't we? <laughs> we all pray for it and hope for it. And we think we have evidence. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like vague talk in there about transformations uh-huh. and and you know i mean she's independent like free spirit she doesn't fit in there's just all that stuff and you know everybody wants her to have a girlfriend and whatever so i was like well let's put this on and see because i hadn't even really read any reviews or anything but i knew that i loved the first movie so i wanted to watch it and i gotta tell you it was high entertainment enjoyment i loved it the animation in that damn thing Mm -hmm. is like next level the songs were good I mean, there wasn't like a breakout, like, let it go kind of song or anything for me. But that first song that, that their mother sings to them, to the lullaby thing, the song of uh-huh. the whatever that secret magical place is, that's a that's a banger, man. I would like play that around in the car when I'm driving around with Stacey Pokemon going. I, <laughs> I could see that. Like, that's a whole thing I could see happening. There, We need like a, a director's cut of that whole situation before we do anything else. Um. <laughs> Now there's the the song Into the Unknown was my I liked that better than Let It Go. It was the big song of this movie. Mm-hmm. It could be seen kind of gay. Yeah, it could, and I liked that. But that it, it was beautiful, like the mm-hmm. whole thing. I cried in that movie. I'm not gonna lie. I cried like two or three times. Like, yeah, it hit hard. Yeah, like the whole mom <laughs> thing again hit. hard and also it was because when that first trailer came out my mom posted it on facebook and it came up in my memories when i went to go see it you and i have both have those issues and and the slightest little mom mentioning things will send me send me flying into like crazy you know sentimentality Mm -hmm. and i don't know i guess all of this going on and thinking about you know changes in life and the end of the world and also like i hadn't really told many people about this but my father passed away on uh, March 8th, so I've had that happen as well, and so I've just been, like, super emotional for this past couple of weeks, and, like, I even cried at, like, three American Idol auditions last time we watched American Idol. That's fair. Sometimes it's very good. <laughs> <laughs> and then when Frozen 2 kicked off, before they were out of the beginning where she's singing the lullabies to them, I was like, <laughs> yep, you know, like, sniffed up, and, and I was like, mm-hmm. is this my life now? Is this my life? Yeah. Do I just cry at the drop of a hat at this the cheesy sentimentality? Is that where I am now? I mean, I'm okay with it. I've always cried at movies. I, I have no shame in it. I'm a free crier. I don't care. I'll cry at a song. I'll cry at a memory of a song. I'll cry at a person that a song will make me think about or a time in my life. I don't, you know, but now it's just like, all oh, it's like every day I've got something going on. It isn't directly like anything. It's just such weird triggers. Honestly, we are the exact opposites in that, that I never cried. My whole life, I've been like a a rock wall. Like, I don't cry at anything. And then about two or three years ago, everything started making me cry. I would go and see a play at the college, and as it would open, like, as the show would start, I would start crying because it felt too big to me to see it. Like, I, like, that's where my emotions started. I started crying in all the movies that I would watch. I started crying at songs. I do it now, and I sit here, and all I can think is, I'm so stupid, why am I crying? Like, it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. What, what is making me sad? Nothing. Huh. 
Yeah, I uh, no, I, I'm I, I am the opposite of that because I've always been very like I have a thing. You know, nostalgia is like a thing for me, like the past and things that are going away. And I guess it's my my age. Is, I'm starting to think <laughs> about that too. And then the fact that you know both of my parents are gone and like all of my tethers are have disappeared. And you know, luckily both my parents prepared me very young to make my own decisions, go out and leave home early and live my own. You know, of course they were there for me, but at the same time, they they built a child that could do on her own, mm -hmm. you know? So that's my biggest thing that I'm thankful for, uh, you know, many things, but that's the biggest thing is that they instilled an independence in me that was rooted in the fact that I knew that they loved me more than anything in the world. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, when you have that, I think that it... it empowers you to be independent i'll be navigating the rest of uh you know my first 50 years of life with parents and then the rest of this is going to be without so i think that's played into my you know in addition to just such a place right now where we don't know what the fuck is going on or what's going to happen with anything i mean our landscape for the rest of our lives is changed because of this virus and people yeah. who are playing it down and think that it is not are fooling themselves. That's something that uh, my grandma was talking about is uh, she in her lifetime has not seen this happen. So yeah. she is very frightened by it and doesn't really know what to do because she doesn't take it too seriously but also does take it way too seriously. We uh, were about to leave in two weeks to go to Disney World. Me and my yeah. grandma were going on a trip together. Mm -hmm. We can't even cancel it yet. Like they won't let us cancel it yet. And she still doesn't know what to do because she's like, do we just go and see what happens? And I'm like, nah, um, you're yeah. elderly and I'm a type one diabetic. Both of those are bad ideas. Yeah. You guys got a whole lot. <laughs> yeah. So, but she, she messages me, she emails me every day and she's like, this is what's happening at work. I don't know what I'm supposed to do from here. Her job, uh, she works at a, uh, shipping company for airplane parts. She's worked there for going on 40 years. Same job. She cannot do her job from home. Yeah, there's no way. So she's still going to work. There's still like 20 people still going to work out there. A lot of people in factories and manufacturing plants and things like that are going because, mm -hmm. you know, we need stuff. But like then, you know, the front offices will be shut down and those people will get to go. But it's yeah. like, okay, but you're they're still not, they've got to be around each other in the back, you know, yeah. and and you're not letting them go and they're not shut down because they can't be shut down so it's really like a fucked up situation that uh-huh who knows we don't know you know it's just a vicious cycle like and there there's a the one of the bosses that she has he and another woman are trading out spots doing every two day like every other day they're coming in for each other which means they're in and out of the office okay mm -hmm. great but what happens if he brings it into the office with his in and out of the office like that's right. that's a problem and it, it the town that my grandma lives in i've talked about is the size of a quarter like it's it's a very small place there aren't tons of people but it's mm -hmm. like an it, it's a mostly older community so yeah. it's it's also very worrisome on that side of things too and the company's talking about shutdowns now which means a lot of people are being laid off and she doesn't know what she's supposed to do. All she does is keep emailing me saying, I feel like I should go get groceries, but I'm not totally sure if we're going to get stuck at the house or not. So maybe I won't today. And I think a lot of people are living in that space too, not knowing. Yeah, they are. And, 
you know, my thinking on it was just like we went and stocked. I, I mean, we had a normal. We didn't have to go do the toilet paper runs because we always have a ton of toilet paper. <laughs> let me tell you, I got toilet paper. I got batteries. I got paper products in this house, so we're good. We even have some toilet paper over in our storage building, which we haven't been in it forever. <laughs> so we're good on that. But you know, it was just like, okay, let's go get some bread. Let's get some milk, like, because we do use that. We're not those crazy people that are just like bread and milk. We must get them. We use them. <laughs> Coffee creamer. I was like, we gotta get coffee and coffee creamer. I can't be in this house yeah. <laughs> every day and not have, I, I want my routine to somewhat stay the same. We did that, but the people who aren't stocking, I think they should stock up on some things because you just don't know. Are, are the roads going to get shut down? Are the supply chains going to get shut down? My other thing is like, hey guys, at some point, TV's going to stop because all the shows mm-hmm. have shut down production. You know, uh, new episodes of things that you're waiting on are not coming out. And that's not like a huge tragedy, but it is for people who, you know, I'm in a relationship. You're in a relationship. We have another person here with us. But -hmm. I really think about single people who are locked in an apartment right now, fearful and can't go out and like, you know, need whatever they need to feel comfortable and safe. Mm -hmm. So lots of things are going to change. So I've just, you know, I'm not an expert. But I'm an expert on staying at home. <laughs> so. I, yeah, that's what I was I was thinking that because I, you know, I'm the same way. I stay at home all the time anyways. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. I have two bits of advice when it comes to, you know, what's happening when it comes to getting supplies and what you can be watching if it's not TV. Number one, if you're going to get groceries, don't just get beans because you feel like you have to get beans. I know it is a protein, but if you don't like beans, don't buy beans. No, no. <laughs> Like, that is something that I see happen all the time. You go, it's, it's you know, pandemic time, you get beans. They just sit in your kitchen. Get something you're actually going to eat. Yeah, don't get don't get random stuff that doesn't go together either. That's true. That's true. I mean, <laughs> I've some, seen it. <laughs> get some snacks, get some comfort food, get some things that you like, some things that are easy. If you're into baking and cooking, by all means, get the parts for that because those mm-hmm. are kind of hard to find. Like, Stacy's going to make a, a cobbler here for us. And she was like, oh, I don't even know if I'll be able to get the flour, you know? And so it's like a whole thing. So what's your other tip? that We'll my, end this week on tips. My other tip would be start finding things on YouTube you can watch. There is a endless world of creators out there that are sitting in their homes right now and making content that you can watch. That is, yep. that is something that is super easy to do, and there's something out there for everybody when it comes to YouTube. If you feel isolated, going and finding a YouTube channel is the best way to feel like you are connected to someone else. My tip would be uh, something that we touched on last time we talked. Maybe don't dive into a new show right now that you don't know about and that you really have to pay a ton of attention to and you, you keep up with the ins and outs of. Go back and get some old favorites and watch those i'm still in that uh that 70s show dipping in and out of that you know like last night i was just like i just want to lay down and go to sleep so stay because stacy was like do you want to watch blah 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 i was like no 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 i just i'm gonna put that 70s show on i know i'll just go to sleep and i'll be fine with that so look for the comforts look for the things that are familiar and also i have really and some people you know it's totally different but i like somewhat keeping my routine so when I get up in the morning I take my shower still Mm -hmm. I get dressed I do what I would normally do because if you know you could be 10 days deep into that one set of pajamas (laughs) if you let yourself and that creates a whole bunch of other problems and mental fog and like what day is it at least if you're getting up every day and showering you've got a marker for the days you become your own plague if you're wearing the same clothes for 10 days I'm just saying that's a new virus 
Yeah, because there's going to be food on there. There's going to be pet stank on there. There's going to be all that. But, and, and, you know, the animals are just like, everybody's home all the time. Mm-hmm. Yay. They're loving it right now. This is like the time for animals, for our pets. They're like, this is the best thing that's ever happened to us. There are some cats that are not thrilled about it. I will admit that. I've noticed that my cat does not come to bed with me anymore because she's so tired of us being around. And that's okay. We've got four other ones that will love us the whole time. The cat's like, I've had enough of you. Go back to work. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to try to check in every day or two, um, you know, provided that we feel like it. I'm not going to force us mm-hmm. into anything. You know, we, we're in this, you know, little limbo. It feels like we never got out of between Christmas and New Year's right now. This is the extended Christmas <sighs> and New Year's time. Didn't we both say we were so done with the holidays and here we are stuck in this yeah. loop? Ugh. We're in the coronacation <laughs> right now. Coronacation. Oh, I'm not here for it. I'd like to not be. If you want to keep up with what we're doing, checking out our social media accounts is helpful. Um, you can find me at Bush and Sissy on Twitter. We've got a at Gay Stuff Podcast on Twitter. Also, you can get me on Instagram at Connie underscore TV or at Butch and Sissy. And we do have the Instagram now for the podcast, which we're not super active on, but we do put up there when we have a new episode up. So at Gay Stuff Podcast on there. And Beck, where can they find you? You can find me across all social media at Tiny Gay Cookie, including Twitch. If you want to see me on Twitch, I stream some games. It's also at Tiny Gay Cookie. Hmm. Alert me sometime when you're going on Twitch. I want to watch that. (laughs) Okay, I will. (laughs) All right, we're going to sign off from uh, Radio Free Something. We're going to figure out a name for this if we're going to do these short 30-minute or so episodes. We went a little over today, but um, we'll be checking back in every few days. So that also is a good reason to subscribe and to set notifications for when we have a new one up because, you know, who knows what's going on right now, but at least you can Mm -hmm. count on us every couple of days to have some short little bit of content on here. All right, see you later, Beck. Bye.